was shocked to learn about a porta potty business owner who said he could tell what vitamin mineral supplements people were taking just by cleaning out the porta potties. He said at the bottom of the tank, he would find a pile of undissolved pills. He said you could still read the label on some of the pills. And he said, sadly, it was usually Centrum and One-A-Day. Now, if a nutritional supplement is to improve human health, the bioactive ingredients in the product needs to cross the cellular membrane at a high concentration to realize this objective. The problem is this. The bioactive molecules in nutritional supplements are predominantly organic molecules from plants, and they're hydrophobic, so that means they're not soluble in water. Hydro means water, so they don't dissolve. Now, because the body is made up of 60% water, these molecules are poorly absorbed into the cell and they're not utilized. That's why 3International has developed and uses many different cellular absorption technologies in its products to ensure that the nutrients are actually going into the cell. One such technology they use is called hydrolysis. And basically, it's a process that splits the water molecules so the nutrients pass through the cell membrane and into the cell. And that's why I love the products offered by the three international company. Now, I personally use these products, and I feel really confident that my body is actually utilizing the ingredients that I'm taking in. And I really feel great. So to learn more about these awesome products, visit my website, genieolson.iii.earth. Because you know what? Life is just better when you feel better. Okay, if you haven't listened to my episode titled Throw Out Circulose and Throw Out Sucralose Part 2, I encourage you to give them a listen. Since publishing these two episodes, current research has determined that there's even more health risks that I didn't tell you about that's associated with eating sucralose and it's also called Splenda. Now, I'm not going to talk about the health risks that I've already told you about today, but in the All Things Health segment for this episode, I will tell you what the new health risks are, and then I'm really excited to have a very special guest on the show, my daughter Katie. She explains her experience with eliminating sucralose out of her diet, and then keep listening after this segment to the second segment I call Mountain Adventures. I tell a true story about some of the wild animals we encounter on our cattle ranch. Okay, but first, here are the newest health risks for consuming sucralose. And these are coming from Dr. Sean Hashmi. He's a board-certified nephrologist and obesity medical specialist. His information is coming from the Journal of Toxicology and Environmental Health. So here are the risks. Okay, not only are researchers finding sucralose in mother's breast milk, like I told you before, but they're also finding now that it's passed on to the baby. And then once in the body, it affects both the mom's and the baby's gut microbiome and liver. And it can also cause weight gain, and I've mentioned that one before. It can also blunt the effects of the thyroid, so if you have thyroid problems, that might be something to look at. And then also they're finding that it can damage your DNA, which is not a good thing because once you damage that, you can't get it back. So basically, this is just putting poison into your body. So this is where I want to bring in my guest, Katie. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Her choice of foods growing up was candy and Oreos. (laughs) How's a great mom, huh? That just shows you where I was at in my health journey. But now Katie was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 26. Since then, she's worked on her own health to keep up with her demanding real estate career. 
It's been a physical and emotional roller coaster ride for her. Today, she's been gracious enough to share her experience with throwing sucralose out of her diet and how it has changed her health for the better. So, here we go. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Good. I am so glad that you've agreed to come on the show. I've been waiting a long time to have you. So, me and I'm too. excited to three six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say because I know it's made it's been a game changer for you. Mm-hmm. So, you listened to the episode on throwing out circulose from your diet, and then you decided to quit eating it. Tell me, why did you make this decision? Yeah. So after I listened to your episode, I believe it was part two, and you're listing off some of the symptoms that you could potentially get from consuming it. And one of them really stood out to me, and that was blurry vision. Blurry vision is something that I have been battling with for quite a while. And I honestly thought it was just maybe my contacts or my low blood sugar something like that until I listened to your episode. And so after I listened, I decided to, you know, go off of it. And how did you go off of it? Did you just quit cold turkey? Did you go off like slowly? Yeah. So how I normally do things in my life is I usually just cold turkey, you know, (laughs) just throw it out, you know, I did. I just threw it out of my diet and stopped consuming it. And did you have any withdrawals from it? Like you would maybe sugar? Withdrawals? Yeah. Not that I can think of. Not okay. that I remember. I do remember my blurry vision going away though, which was really neat because I was really frustrating for me when I'm driving or, you know, trying to get work done and you can't even see. So that was Really, and it happened quick too. As soon as I got off of it, I noticed my blurry, I wasn't having blurry vision. That's what I was going to ask you if you noticed right away or if it took like a month or so of being off of it. Sometimes it takes a while to get out of your system. So I was just curious about that. I would say within a week, I noticed it. And I really noticed it when I actually purchased a pre workout drink from the sales professional. And totally sold me on it. I didn't even read the ingredients on it. I ended up taking some and I got blurry vision. And I'm like, that's weird. I haven't had that in a while. And then I looked at the ingredients and sure enough, there was sucralose in it. And that's kind of how I knew that it actually was the sucralose that was causing my blurry vision. And I will say this, I, for people that do wear contacts, you know, sometimes your contacts will dry, be dry or your eyes will be dry and it can cause blurry vision. This was a different kind of blurry vision. This is like an all-consuming blurry vision, you know, and mm-hmm. it was different from my contacts. So anyway, something that I just wanted to differentiate for you guys. So you had blurry vision whether your contacts were in or not, basically. Correct. Yes. Yes. Okay. I did. I I would have blurry vision without my contacts in. So that was another indicator for sure. Okay. And any other symptoms besides the blurry vision that you noticed when you got off of it? Headaches was a was a mm-hmm. big one and bloating. And also I'd get ringing of the ears too. That was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, I had that too. Mm-hmm. And I'd had no idea it was coming from that. I just thought 
I don't know like, why. Is someone but trying I just, to <laughs> in like the spiritual realm? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I'm just getting older, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but it has went away. It's gotten better. Once in a great while, I'll get it, but not hardly at all. So that's great. Yeah. Ironically, okay. too, is Zip Fizz. It's been pretty popular. And anyways, I took a sip of Cody, my boyfriend's Zip Fizz, and I noticed I had blurry vision. And then, of course, I read the ingredients again, and there's sucralose in it. And so, anyways, I was kind of bummed because there was a lot of good stuff in it. But that one ingredient, you know, I, I literally felt like after I eat it, I feel like I'm poisoning my body. Yeah, you are, actually. So, wow. Okay. Well, what advice do you have for someone thinking who's going to think about not using sucralose anymore? What's your advice? Yeah, honestly, my advice is to really listen to your body. I think we forgot how to do that. I mean, we live in a day and age where we have information in the palm of our hand. You know, we're getting told of what's good for us, what's not good for us. And so listening to your podcast has really opened my eyes to really ask questions and to be consciously aware of how I'm feeling and the foods that I'm putting to my body, if it makes me feel good or not, you know, like if I consume an apple, that makes me feel good. So I'm going to continue to do that. And so my biggest advice is just to listen to your body, you know, and I feel like it can seem a little daunting as you start on your health journey because you might have so many symptoms and you're like, where is it coming from? And I think my biggest advice is just to Start with one ingredient that maybe you've researched, you've heard about that's in your diet and throw it out. <laughs> you know, I think you say it best, just throw mm-hmm. it out of your diet and maybe reintroduce that in a month or two and see if those symptoms come back or maybe not. I mean, I think the biggest advice that I can give you and myself is to listen, listen to your body. And I think that will be a game changer for your health. So. Oh, that's so good advice because nobody knows your body better than you. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not a doctor sitting in front of you, even though you tell him your symptoms, he still doesn't know exactly how you're feeling inside. Yeah. So that's great advice. And I feel like a lot of times when I go to the doctors, they would put a bandaid over my symptoms, but I never got to the root cause of it. And mm-hmm. I mean, your podcast is a game changer and I appreciate all of your hard work that you put into it because it has made a world of difference on my health journey as I'm battling fibromyalgia and low blood sugar problems. I'm finally starting to feel better. I mean, there was a time where every single day I was exhausted. I could barely get through my daily tasks. And now it's like, okay, I'm getting through my daily tasks. You know, sometimes I overdo it, but your podcast has been such a blessing in my life. So thank you so much. Oh, and that makes my day because that is my whole goal is to help people have better health and just open their eyes to, you know, what's out there that's harming us. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have one last question and then we'll wrap it up. So you're not using sucralose. Do you have any alternatives that you're using Yeah. So for sweeteners? Yeah, that's a great question. So for me, I use monk fruit and that has made a world of difference in helping my blood sugar stay stabilized. I love it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it looks like sugar 
It it's does. like a psychological. It does. Yes. Maybe that's yeah. it. It tastes mm-hmm. like sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. makes me feel good. So that's what I use in my coffee good. now. Cool. Good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And and we finally got to have an interview with you. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm so happy. Yes. So. Me too. Anyway. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. We'll see you later. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Well, that was awesome. I hope you found this episode helpful and insightful. I know I did. Do me a favor and please share this with one person who you think would benefit from the information. It just takes one person to start sharing and we can start helping others have better health too. Before I end though, I have one more thing to ask of you. I'm asking you, the listener, to let me know if you've had any good results from throwing out any of the foods or products that I've mentioned in my previous episodes. Just shoot me an email because I would love to hear from you. And if you're interested, I'll set up an interview with you, or if you're more comfortable not being on the podcast, then I'd love to read your experience on a future episode. I would really love to hear from you. And now let's transition into my second segment that has absolutely nothing to do with health. It's intended to just take your mind off of the daily grind. It's time now for Mountain Adventures. Are you ready for a change? I'm talking about in your home or office. Do you have that drab wall that just needs sprucing up? There's nothing more peaceful than seeing a picture of a sunrise or the beautiful Rocky Mountains each time you look at it. It brings Mother Nature into your home. You can purchase a wide array of nature photos on my website, mountainadventures.smugmug.com. And for the month of February, if you use the code HEART24, that's H-E-A-R-T, and the number 24, you'll get 10% off of your order. And even better than buying for yourself is buying a beautiful photo, keepsake, blanket, or even a puzzle for someone you love. So please check it out. I think you'll love it. Now about my story. My morning ritual has been, I wake up early, and I exercise, and then I open the window shades to see if the wild turkeys are up yet. Right now we have about 50, and they roost in the very top of the trees in my backyard. Now, some mornings they're a bit lazy, and they don't get up until way after the sun has risen. As annoyed as I am with them, they're still pretty cool to watch. Turkeys, like most animals, have a pecking order. One is the leader, I call the queen, and she has to fight all of the rest of the turkeys one by one to get to have this honor. Once she has the crown, she calls all of the shots. So that means no one leaves the trees in the morning until she says so. Sounds like a gang leader, doesn't it? Once she flies down to the ground, then the rest follow. And this is where I get annoyed. Now I know they're useful. After all, they eat bugs and even snakes. But but their morning ritual is to fly to the ground, walk over to my bird feeder, and clean up all of the seeds that the chickadees, sparrows, and other birds drop to the ground. Of course, they all have to poop there, but what really gets me is their next move. They trail out to the fields to pick around, but I swear they all stop and poop on my sidewalk before going on. Really, you know, it's like they do it on purpose. But anyway, this morning they were up earlier than usual, maybe because it was raining. I know, I know, it was in the middle of the winter, but the turkeys sure seemed to love it. Now, maybe I'm missing something. I'm not all that familiar with their rituals, but this is what they were doing. One turkey would face the other, and then they would both jump up at the same time, 
like they were going to bump their chests together. Oh, brother. And then when they landed, they had their backs to each other, ruffling their feathers. It was one fluid motion, and they were all doing it. It was like they were dancing. Now, maybe it's part of the pecking order process. It was crazy to see, but it also intrigued me. Until, well, one turkey saw me watching out in the window and promptly lifted its tail and pooped. What? Wow, nice. Well, apparently I bring out the best in animals. We seem to have a lot of different animals here on our ranch, but that is just part of living in the mountains near the forest. Some are funner to watch than others. It was last winter, and last winter was a doozy. We had so much snow. I don't know how the wild animals could even get around. It was hard enough for us humans, and our road was sure closed a lot. Well, we were surprised one lazy Saturday afternoon when some humans actually made it to our house. Nick had just plowed the road open, and we were both in the house resting. We had no clue who these guys were. Most people won't attempt to drive up our road after a blizzard, but here were two strangers coming to the door. I would say they used the sidewalk, but we lost that months ago. It was three feet under the snow, somewhere. All we had was a narrow path for them to use. I cautiously opened the door. They introduced themselves and said they lived in a nearby town about 30 miles away. They explained that they had been hunting a mountain lion on our neighbor's property, and their dogs had put it up into a tree on our property. Two of their buddies and the dogs were with the mountain lion. They asked us would we allow them to shoot it, they were hoping the mountain lion would still be in the tree when they got back to it. Also, would we mind if they parked in our yard and drove their snow machines and a toboggan through the canyon to see if they could get it? It would be a lot closer for them to get there. They estimated about a mile away. Would we mind? We sure wouldn't. Over the years, we've had calves from our herd come up missing, and we know that a mountain lion has snuck in and killed it, and then drug it somewhere to eat it. So we said, absolutely, please do. That would be one less cat to worry about. So they headed out of the yard on two snow machines, pulling the toboggan. We waited patiently for them to come back. In less than an hour, here they came, with a dead mountain lion on the toboggan, a line of blood left on the trail. I was shocked to see how big the cat was. It was huge. It weighed at least 180 pounds. Females are smaller, of course, but this was a male. I shuddered to think that this 180-pound cat was only a mile from our house. I sure didn't want to meet this kitty face to face. They loaded the cat into the back of their pickup and headed back down our road. And then they were gone. Just like that. One mountain lying down and two very happy people knowing our cattle herd and us were safer. Well, hey, there really is never a dull moment at the Anbaro Ranch. Remember this, when you've done everything you can do, that's when God will step in and do what you can't. He loves you. Allow Him to write the pages of your life story. See you next time.